0: on this week of Marketing Mojo.
1: We closed our physical studio doors 342 days ago. And I like to say that number out loud because it really allows you to think about how long that is that's going on a year. It's gonna be a year as of next month.
0: Welcome to the Marketing Mojo podcast. I'm your host, Sajid Islam. This is the show where we introduce you to local small businesses who have made innovative changes during challenging times. Listen on to discover their stories, celebrate their efforts, and hear their advice on how to thrive as a small enterprise in the digital age. Hey everyone, welcome back. On this week's episode, we have with us Alicia, uh, who is a small business owner here in DC metro area. Uh, She owns Bar 3 Fitness Studio. I'm so excited to have her on the show today because not only do I get to support and hear from a small business owner, how and she's also a space which I really deeply believe in one is health, right? So, with that, Alicia, thank you for joining us. Uh, could you quickly introduce our listeners about you and your journey and to opening the Bar 3 Studio?
1: Absolutely, thank you for having me here. My name is Alicia Sokol, I'm the owner of Bar 3 14th Street, which is um, in the U Street area of Northwest DC. The studio opened in March of 2016, which means that next month will be five years old. I have an undergraduate degree in finance, and I started my career working in an investment bank as an equity analyst, and um, over time, I you know, really started to ask myself questions about what kind of work had meaning for me. I started digging deep on purpose, and I've always wanted to bring healing to people. I think an interesting way to examine how you like to interact is when you think back to when you were a child and how you played. I had a lot of dolls and I was always bandaging them, putting them to bed, trying to make them feel better. And I think that says a whole lot about how I wanted my career to look. So I eventually went back to graduate school. I obtained a, a public health master's degree and I worked for a number of years in hospitals and in medical association. I worked in health communications, but as I got older, I really thought, you know, there's a different way I would like to relate to people. And uh, I had discovered, I'd done a little bit of dabbling in group fitness. I'd been a runner for many years and was starting to have just uh, you know some pains, knee pain, hip pain, and realizing that as much as I love running, I needed to, to differentiate my workout and find a different way to move my body. And that's when I found bar three. And what I loved about bar three is that all the postures are adaptable. So even if I was working through injuries, Or I needed, you know, a a time when I could come in and do a workout that was much more restorative. I could alter the workout and, and make it that way. So I was really turned on by this idea of bar three and also the, just the warmth of the community. So I decided to open a studio and I really, my vision for my studio was to create a sanctuary where people could come, leave what's outside, outside and truly celebrate their bodies as they are right now. I think we have a lot of goals for our bodies. We want to lose weight. We want to look a certain way. We want to feel a certain way. And there's certainly nothing wrong with having goals. But I think there is some real magic and real healing in appreciating exactly where you are right now, celebrating what's going well, and using that as a jumping off point.
0: So Alicia, um, I think this is one of the best part of my, you know, job, which is I get to meet inspiring business owners such as yourself. And, you know, number one and number two is that I didn't know so much about bar three or bar. Uh So I'm glad you're on the show and sharing a little bit about bar because I didn't know I could do some workouts, even if I'm injured. So. Thank you. Yes,
1: absolutely. Yeah. I think it's one of the greatest things is, you know, you shouldn't be completely sidelined because of an injury. I mean, I realize some injuries are more serious and you have to take the advice of your doctor or your physical therapist, but we have a lot of physical therapists refer their patients to us because it's a very gentle way to get back into movement when recovering from an injury. You know, there are a number of areas of your body, which are more prone to injury, your neck and your shoulders, low back, knees, ankles, and we have accommodations for all of those areas so that you can can continue to move and work around those injuries.
0: Very great. So with that, I'll move on a little bit. And I just want to ask you, you know, your business, you know, we are in the middle of a pandemic or maybe towards the tail end of the pandemic. How has your business changed prior during and what your plans are after the pandemic? I mean, you know, can you touch on that a little bit?
1: Sure. We closed our physical studio doors 342 days ago. And I like to say that number out loud because it really allows you to think about how long that is that's going on a year. It's gonna be a year as of next month. And when we closed the doors, we thought we were closing for two weeks we thought it was gonna be a short period, we're all gonna stay home and it's all gonna be better and then we can just get back to life. And of course, as we all know, that is not at all what happened. But in those couple of weeks as the pandemic story started to unfold, I really had to stop and think about what our members and what our co- your community really needs from us. And the truth is, it's not a workout. Now we do offer a workout, but the truth is you can get a workout really almost anywhere. You can Google workout on, uh, you know, and, and and all kinds of things pull up. And a lot of those things are free. There's a lot of ways to get free workouts on YouTube. So I really started to think about what people need from us that they can't get elsewhere. And what that is, is community connection, familiarity, and accountability. So we started taking our classes to Zoom on live stream. So just like this, I can see you, you can see me. We're each in our separate spaces in our homes and we're safe here. It really lifted people up to be able to see familiar faces, for us to be able to call out their names and say things like, so Jeet, I'm so happy to see you here today. It looks like you've got your child with you or it looks like your cat is in the background, um, that sort of thing. And it made people feel less alone. So yes, we provide a workout. It's a great workout. I believe that, uh, you know, at the end of the workout, people feel a whole lot better, but I think we were giving people something to look forward to, which, you know, we all need so badly. It's that sense of sort of being stuck and feeling devastated that everything had been canceled, but, you know, R3 was not canceled. We just brought it to a different platform. And then once it was safe, we started taking the workout outside. We went to parks and we had people mask and distance and we brought that same sense of energy and celebration of the body and love outdoors.
0: I love that. I love that. Um, So how long are your virtual classes? Is is it an hour, half hour? How does that, what's the format? like? That's a fantastic question. Our
1: traditional Bar 3 workout is 60 minutes. But we also offer a 45-minute class, and we've recently added a 30-minute class. And I'll tell you the difference between all of them. They all give a full-body workout, so we always start with a warm-up. Once the body's warm, we work the core, the upper body, the lower body. We incorporate weights, and sometimes we incorporate other props as well. But the classes are designed to be done at home with almost no equipment at all. You can do it with just a mat which makes it very transportable. The 45-minute class is sort of a truncated version of the 60-minute class. Each class ends with a little bit of guided breath work. So we do the physical work first, and then we end with a little mental work to seal it all up. And then the 30-minute class is really much more strength conditioning focused. Because it's so short, we warm up quickly, we pick up the weights, get sweaty, and with just a, a very short breath session. And what I love most about the 30-minute class is that I, I'm gonna admit something here. I am very easily distracted at home. And when I know I just have 30 minutes, I can much more easily focus and work hard because I know I only have 30 minutes. Whereas when I have 60 minutes, sometimes you know, having a little bit more time makes me a little bit more distractible. So I like that we've got uh, different options for different people.
0: Oh, I love it. Uh, Alicia, I mean, I just didn't know. I'm so glad we are talking today. It's just Oh, I'm so glad too. I am excited. Like, you know, I was like, I want to try bar now. I just want to- You should. I will. You
1: should. It is, you know, there's a, a kind of a common misconception out there that bar classes are for women. They are definitely for women, but they're for men. They are for all kinds of people. One of the things that I've focused on over the five years that I've led this studio and and taught at this studio is continuing to bring in diversity because when you walk into a room and you see that people look all kinds of different ways it's much more likely that you're going to see yourself fitting there and i can say as a woman of color there's been many many times i've walked into the room and i'm the only woman in the room i'm the only person of color i'm the only whatever and it doesn't feel good to be the only whatever, whatever the whatever is, right? So you're like, oh, I'm the only man, I'm the only, you know, person who appears to be out of shape, right? So I think you know, we we want all different types of bodies, we want all different types of, um, you know, goals. People come in for a lot of different reasons, and I've spent a lot of time trying to attract people of various ages, people of various shapes and sizes, men, women trans. I want the LGBTQ community to know they can come in and feel absolutely at ease just as they are. We accept you just as you are. We want you to celebrate what you have today. So I'm always trying to bring in more diversity.
0: Thank you, Alicia. And, you know, being there, even as a man, you know, I have been in rooms where I'm the only, you know, men of color from South Asian descent. And I can kind of relate to how you may have felt just because it feels very uncomfortable sometimes. I'll, I'll yes. just say that. Yeah. With that, you know, one thing I want to ask you is how does your background in public relations and corporate communication help contribute to the success of Bar 314 Street?
1: I love that question because I think that my career path, every, every step I've had in my career has been a learning process and has prepared me for this moment. So for example, you know, I started my career right out of college in an investment bank. And I'll tell you, I'll be real honest. I did not love this job (laughs) at all. You know, I did a lot of uh, working with spreadsheets and forecasting, but I'll tell you what right now, I'm really happy to have those skills. I worked in public relations firms and I worked as a press officer at a major academic hospital. And, you know, what I learned there was how to find and tell a story. We all have stories. I think it's important that we share our stories and we own our stories. And that's a lot of what public relations is about. It's also about relating to other people and thinking about how other people are going to receive a message right? That's really what's at the heart of public relations. And so honing that skill, I think has been incredibly helpful. Now, you know, being a business owner, I think a lot of people go into owning a business because there's something that they love, whether it's photography or baking or whatever it is, they go into that business because that's what they love to do. But quickly what you find is when you own a business, you do a little bit of that thing that you love. For me, I love teaching. But you do a lot of other things too which includes managing your books and hiring people and staying on top of you know various laws and regulations and paying taxes and all of these things that frankly you know sometimes you're like huh this is not the work i love i really just want to be baking you know public relations is one of those things when you have a business uh, you need to promote it and you be you need to be able to tell your story we need to be able to say why you have the business and encourage people to check it out. So I'm really glad that all those years of finding and shaping stories have allowed me to feel comfortable in telling my story.
0: Great. While we are on the uh, stories, while you're talking about stories, I want to ask you, uh, where does your idea, where, where do you get your ideas for social media and has the pandemic inspired any new content ideas? If so, what?
1: I love this question, and I'm going to be very honest here. I have a bit of a love-hate relationship with social media. It's clearly a very important tool for communicating with people, but I think especially as the pandemic really began to take hold and it became a way that we were allowed to connect when So many other ways we're taken away. We're not seeing people in person. We're, you know, we're seeing faces only on Zoom. I also realized that, you know, a phenomenon that happens in social media, this is where the hate part comes in, is we tend to only post pictures that are a curated, highly edited version of our lives. Here's me happy on vacation. Here's me playing with my puppy. Here's pretty things. And I think because I'm in a job where, You know, when I teach a class, when you tune in to take my class, I have a smile on my face. I'm going to use positive words. It looks like everything is going great, right? Because I'm not going to show up and say, oh, I'm so tired today. And I don't really feel like teaching. Like you don't want this, right? So I'm going to project positivity, but the truth is there is sometimes turmoil in there. And I really thought, you know, if there's any time to show the humanness of living through this time. It's now. And so I started to use social media to show some of those rough edges, to show a little bit of the anxiety, the worries. I think, you know, the pandemic was already stressful enough, but then come May, with the killing of George Floyd and Armand Aubrey and Breonna Taylor and this groundswell of attention around this terrible problem of racism in America, that was yet another opportunity to use my voice and speak up and tell my own stories of being a person of color in America and, you know, helping people understand that even though you see a smile here, there's there's more underneath that. And these stories need to be shared.
0: I love that. And, you know, I did check out your Instagram. And what I really like about Instagram is you are and now I can kind of connect the dots, but it's just a story. It's just so amazing to check them out and read these captions where you're telling a story and connecting the dots. Right. And you've been very supportive as well with, you know, supporting black businesses and social cause and social justice, which I think it's important. I mean, has it always been like that or did the, incidents from last year actually woke you up and says, you know what, well, I need to take an action. I need to stand for what I need I need to be basically very uh, vocal about it.
1: I'm glad you asked that because from the time I've opened this studio, I've always been focused on, you know, bringing in all kinds of people to the studio, making sure people know every single person who comes in is welcome immediately no need to to prove that my staff is trained on that actually we are every single person we have a very clear program that trains people to you know you're going to look someone right in the eye address them you're focused only on them and that is a way of saying you matter whoever you are you matter Okay. Um, We've always done that. Another thing we've always done is we've worked very closely with nonprofits in our community who are serving our community in ways that are elevating wellness. So whether it is related to food, making sure there's healthy food in food deserts, uh, food advocacy, or whether it is mental health services, we have always done that work. And I think, you know, I've, I've always been supportive of other business owners. I think right now, the reason that you're, you feel like maybe you're noticing it more is there's a spotlight. And so the work that we've always done is being highlighted more. And I'll say that even at the level of, you know, Bar 3, which is a Portland, Oregon-based company, it's a, it's a franchise model. So I am a franchisee. I am the first Black franchisee. And as of today, there are, I believe, almost 160 studios. There's only one other Black franchisee. She's in the state of Florida and she bought that studio about a year and a half ago. So, you know, we are very, very much in the minority. And I think that as the company is noticing disparities and also noticing that, you know, frankly, group fitness, boutique fitness, you know, there's a reason that the perception is that it is for affluent, mostly white people. And I have for five years been working against that culture, against that current and saying, no, it's not for fit people or skinny people or white people or affluent people. It's for any person. And I think it's just getting attention now because of the times we're in, but this has always been the way we operate.
0: I love it. You know, one quick question about elevating wellness. I do know that you have a blog about food. Can you yes. talk about that a little bit, if that's okay with you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So when I was the head of communications at a medical association, and this was when my kids were very little. I, I had I started that job when my first son, who's now 15, was just a few months old. And then I had his brother while I was working there. And I worked in this wonderful office environment with terrific people. But there was a creative itch that was just in me. And it was kind of gnawing at me. And I realized that my sort of daily struggle to come home from work and put something on the table for my family that was whole and healthy and nutritious, but also not incredibly complicated. I realized this is a struggle that everybody is having and we're kind of fighting. Yeah. So, I mean, this is like an ongoing struggle, right? And I thought, you know, rather than people relying on takeout or relying on, you know, already prepared foods, if I can help people develop a set and, and develop the ability to stock their pantry and their fridge with a few things so that you can plan once for the week and then come home and feed your family with some ease. This is something I'd like to do. So I started writing my blog in uh, 2010 and I consistently wrote each week for five years. I, 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 the last post I think I put was in 2015. And the only reason I stopped was because I started to focus my attention on building the studio. And I knew that I really could not do both at once. So I simply paused the writing, but I left the blog up there. You can, you can, you know, type in weeklygreens.com and it's all there, all of the blog posts, all of the recipes. And it's funny how often people tell me, I would say three or four times a week. A friend will reach out and say, Oh, hey, I made your, just last night, someone said, I made your chunky chicken minestrone. It was so good. Or, you know, I made this pasta dish or this egg dish. And I also return to those recipes because they're tried and true. And again, I'm still in this struggle. I'm still working full time. And at the end of the day, you know, my family is expecting to eat something. And I'm generally the cook in the house. I enjoy cooking. So it was really kind of my first creative endeavor and my first leap. And I call it a leap because I I actually ended up leaving my job at the medical association and deciding to explore the writing and the photography a little deeper. And my husband, who it's very funny, his career path has been one straight line. And mine has been a series of like, you know, twists and turns and twists and turns. And at one point he said, when are you going to pick a career and just stick with it? And I said, this is the career. It's got sharp left turns every, you know, every little whip stitch, but this is how it goes. And so he thought I was maybe a little nuts to leave this wonderful job at a, you know, big medical association. I had a nice salary. I had a wonderful benefits package. I worked with great people. And he thought, why are you going to throw all that away to write about food and take pictures of food? And I think really for me, it was the first time I did something that, I didn't feel like I, you know, I wasn't doing what I should do. I was doing what I, my heart was telling me to do, knowing that I didn't know what was going to come of it. And it turns out what came of it is I opened a fitness business. But I wouldn't call that a failure. I would call that a journey, and I'm so glad that I landed where I am.
0: Absolutely. You know, that takes me to a diff- this is a nice segue to my next question which would be business model. Again, in general, like, you know, are you charging a monthly membership fee for your, you know, community, access to your community, or is it still open? Is it part class basis? That's one. And number two, have you thought, and the second question would be, have you thought of combining or uh, taking something from your weekly greens? Mm-hmm. And adding it into our bar three and creating like a package, a wellness challenge or something like that, mm-hmm. not only are you doing bar three, because oftentimes, even in my case, you know, it was me working out, but, you know, I also lack the knowledge on nutrition. Right. Nutrition is 80% of the full wellness is what I realized. Right. Yeah. A long, you know, struggle and trial and error method, and I wish... I was kind of shared that thing early on. So can you touch on that and if you thought about it or how your community feels about it or what your approach is and as well as the business model?
1: Sure, okay. So we do sell memberships, but we also offer class packages. So we have people for whom bar three is their main workout. They come, you know, four or five, six times a week and for them, a membership makes the most sense. And with that, they pay a monthly fee They get unlimited classes and they get a number of other benefits as well, including being able to bring a friend for the first time for free always. They get some discounts on things we sell in the studio. And then right now, they also get access to a video on demand library. So each of our classes is recorded and uploaded so that if they can't come to a class at the time we're offering it live, they can fit it into their schedule at a different time. And so that's a really big benefit right now, especially for people who aren't able to take our classes live. We also sell class packages for people for whom maybe they're not coming very often, but they want to fit in a bar three class here and there, maybe once a week, maybe once in a while. Um, And it doesn't make sense to have a monthly membership. Um, So, so there's those folks as well, because I know, you know, kind of like me, I like to do all kinds of different things. I like to hike outside. I like to run and where I am in DC, there are so many different types of fitness. There is high-intensity interval training, there's cycling, there's yoga. And, you know, I I love that we can take advantage of all these things. So I like to have something that that customer can also access. We have been very lucky over the course of the pandemic, we've managed to retain about 60, about 65% of our membership, which means that those people are paying their member fees every month. They are tuning into our live classes. They're coming to our outdoor classes and if you would have told me a year ago that my studio would be closed, the physical studio closed for almost a full year, and we would still have this deep engagement. And I'm talking, it is, I feel like we've gotten tighter as a community. I've seen friendships develop on our member base. I have seen some really special connections develop, and it's its just a real gift. So I'm, I'm feeling very lucky that our membership base is still very tight and very connected. Your second question is about nutrition. And I will tell you, I am not a nutritionist. I don't have any training or background in nutrition. What I know is really just self-taught. I'm a big reader. I also love food and I love to cook. And um, the cooking skills I have at home are all very kind of, you know, my mother was a great cook. I spent a lot of time in the kitchen as a kid and I've explored, I have a ton of cookbooks and it's, it's all a lot of trial and error. Some real big failures for sure. So I'm not an authority on nutrition, but I think something really interesting happens when you start a program where you are regularly moving your body. And, you know, one aspect of bar three is that we are, exercising that connection between the mind and the body. So when your body is giving giving you a message, we are training people to respond to that message. And it may be something as simple as, ooh, this hurts my knees, I need to change position. But what happens when you do that is you strengthen this inner voice and you strengthen the connection between what you need and how you respond, almost like a muscle. So when you flex that muscle, it tends to show up in other places in your life. So for example, if you can imagine being in maybe a social situation or professional situation and you're speaking with someone, maybe they're asking you to do something that you don't really feel comfortable doing or they've put you in an awkward position, that muscle is gonna flex and you are more likely to be able to say, hey, I'm not comfortable here. I'm gonna speak up for myself, okay? So I think when we get a little more tuned into what our bodies need, we start making different choices in our lives, right? We start thinking a little bit more about the foods that we bring in and how they make us feel. Maybe we notice a little more like, oh, I ate that thing I just love, but wow, my stomach really hurts. I'm getting that message. So I think there's a lot of intuition here that starts to happen. And over these years, I have noticed people who've really become in tune with their bodies start to make other changes in their lives. Sometimes it's around food, Sometimes it's, you know, in other aspects of their lives, I've seen people leave relationships that are not serving them. I've seen them take leaps in their career or decide to go back to school. I had a beautiful handwritten letter one time from a rather quiet member who left DC to go move to Seattle. She was taking a new job and she wrote this beautiful letter and she said, through one posture at a time, one modification at a time, I developed the courage to come out to my family, to let them know I am gay, to live in the body I am in and accept it. I've gotten the courage to go for a brand new job in a new city. And this girl developed all this wonderful confidence that started with that connection between mind and body. And I I can get teary talking about a story like that because it's hard to think about an exercise class. You know, you think, oh, I'm going to go get, you know, tight abs and I'm going to go, you know, strengthen my arms. But really what you're strengthening is your heart, your sense of self,
0: and your sense of confidence. Well, Alicia, I mean, I know I am going to sign up for bar three. Oh,
1: Good. I'd love to have you.
0: Yes, yes, I am signing up. So now, anyone else who wants to sign up, what's the best way to sign up for with your studio?
1: Okay. Well, the first thing I would say is follow us on Instagram. It's Bar Three DC Fourteenth. That's T H S T. So that's, I know that's a mouthful. Bar Three DC Fourteenth. If you just put in Bar Three One Four, it'll pop up. So follow us there because that's how you can find out, you know, when we're having outdoor classes, any kind of things we're offering, we we are updating Instagram almost daily. If you want to know more about Bar3 as a whole, go to bar3.com, B-A-R-R-E, the number three.com, and you can get a look at, there's there's an online product there at Bar3 that's offered, and you can find our studio specifically by going to studio locations, going to D.C. and 14th Street, and there's some very specific information about, our studio and that's also where you can sign up to take our live stream classes or sign up to take an outdoor class as well. And there we also have a link in our Instagram bio to go right to those places as well.
0: So Fantastic. I look I forward to having are, you. Likewise, um, I mean one last class. question in my mind before we sign off for the day was around marketing. Are you trying or testing other new marketing channels or avenues to generate new new members and i'm calling members just because i don't think they're your customers i think you there is a personal touch there is a sense of connection like you said they're members or friends so what are what else i yeah. you doing that is helping out reaching new people like for example myself i mm-hmm. didn't know all the amazing things about bar three until we got on this show
1: Okay, great. Yeah. Yeah, Well, I think, you know, our most powerful um, source of new clients is our existing members and community members, because they become a part of the community. They see the difference in their bodies, their minds, and then they want to tell somebody. And so we try to make it very easy for them to bring in their friends, their family members. I think because we're live stream right now you know, the physical barriers are now gone. So for example, you know, if you have family members across the country, you can now invite them to take class with you at the same time because we're on Zoom. And so we have pairs of mothers and daughters. We have pairs of sisters. And, you know, I have one set of family members. One of them is in Geneva, Switzerland. The other one is here in DC and they take class together regularly, which is is wonderful. You know, I really think this is a very special time because- you know, there's a, a barrier to taking a new fitness class. It's a nerve wracking. You're worrying about what you're wearing. You're worrying about the workout itself. You You don't want to show up and feel embarrassed or be unable to keep up. And so I think physically showing up in a room is a big barrier. So the advantage now is, you don't have to physically show up anywhere. You just show up in your living room and you can even turn the camera off if you're nervous about being seen by other people. So I feel like now is an incredible opportunity to reach out to those people who've been nervous to show up in person and just wanna dip in a baby toe, try it at home. You can always turn it off at home if, if you're like, this is not for me. Whereas when you're physically in the studio, there's not a really easy, graceful exit if you're like, whoa, I'm in the wrong place. So I'm really trying to find those people who've maybe been watching and waiting and they're nervous. I hear people say all the time, I'm not fit enough yet to come. And this is a fallacy. You don't have to be anything enough. You come as you are and we meet you where you are. So I'm, I'm looking for those people who've been hesitating and I wanna bring them in.
0: Thank you, Alicia. With that. Thank you very much for being on the show, sharing your story, sharing your journey. It's absolutely a pleasure to talk to you and learn so much about Bar 3. Thank really. you, Sajid.
1: I'm glad we did this too. Thank you so much for reaching out to me and for listening to my story.
0: You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to The Marketing Mojo. It was a pleasure to serve you all and share the story of a resilient small business, Hit the subscribe button so that you receive a notification every time we release a new episode.